The text for tonight's message is taken from our gospel reading from Luke chapter 2. But the angel said to them, the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You'd bow your heads with me in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His birth into this world to live and dwell among us was not only a miracle, but it was a mystery. We give thanks for your great gifts, and we ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit to fill us this night as we gather around the manger with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and welcome your Son into our midst. And we ask and pray this in his holy name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. God's grace and mercy and peace be yours this night and always as we gather round the manger in his name to remember who we are as children of God and to celebrate his life and his love. Amen. If you were to come to the Chinbergs household in the month of December, probably one of the things that you would notice would be the different manger scenes. If you walked into our family room, there is at least 12 or 13 different manger scenes. If you walk into our living room, there's another 9 or 10 manger scenes. If you go into the dining room, there's another three manger scenes. If you go into the kitchen, there's three more there. I did ask Kathy to take the one out of the bathroom. I thought it was a little weird (laughs) to have Mary and Joseph and Jesus in the bathroom. So we took him out of the bathroom and put him in the kitchen. Some of the manger scenes are just what they are. There are scenes. Others are Christmas ornaments that are hung on the tree. There's one that's even a picture. And I want to share some of those different manger scenes with you this evening and tell you a little bit of story about some of them. Probably the first one that we owned was this one. And we purchased this one the year that I left the seminary. And Kathy's aunt and uncle gave us some money, and we thought we wanted to get something that we could use to decorate the house, something that we could remember their gift to us, and also something that we needed. And we didn't have a nativity set, so we purchased this one. I think it was half price at Kmart. (laughs) And we've been using it for the last 33 years. After our children were born, we found that they used to play with a nativity scene. And so Kathy said, I'm going to make a special nativity scene specifically for our children to play with. And so she made one out of cloth. She is kind of a seamstress, and so she sewed it together. And it was one that they could use to play with. And it was interesting to hear, first of all, our daughter, and then later our son, as they would play with that nativity scene. Our daughter was very verbal, 
And so there were all kinds of conversations between Mary and Joseph. Joseph, can you bring the baby over to me? I need to take care of him. Mary, how are you doing? You just had the baby. Are you doing okay? And the conversations would go on and on. Our son, on the other hand, didn't have much conversation between Mary and Joseph, but all of the animals that were there made their appropriate sounds, okay? Just as they did in our children's message for tonight. The cows would moo, the, the mule would bray, the sheep would baa, and on and on. And I, I don't think that a day went by where Mary and Joseph didn't ride the donkey around the living room. That's just what happened. And another side note is that my father, who is an engineer of sorts, he is the one who designed and built the wooden stable that they were in. And I imagine if Mary and Joseph had such a house that was built, they probably never wanted, would have wanted to leave. So there's all kinds of memories that are tied up in these different nativities. There is one other one that I want to show to you. It is a picture, and this is the one that hangs in our living room during the month of December. This is probably a little more accurate in that it's in an actual cave that the picture is taken where Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are. The floor is, is dirt. There would have been a couple of animals around and shepherds as they would have gathered round the manger to see this child that had been announced to them. During the month of December, during our Advent season, the theme was gather round, gather round. So we talked about gathering round a tree with hope, gathering round the story with peace, gathering around in song with joy, gathering around the family table with love. And tonight the theme is gather round the manger. Gather round the manger. And who would have been around the manger? But Joseph and Mary and the shepherds. And tonight I want to take a closer look at those who had gathered around to see this child who was a gift from God. And so let's look at Joseph first. Joseph, whose fiance was Mary, found out that his fiancée was pregnant and he knew that he was not the father. <laughs> Scripture tells us in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, that Joseph was a righteous and holy man and he knew what had taken place and it didn't seem right to him and so he was going to break their engagement. He was going to divorce Mary. And because he was a gentleman, he was going to do it quietly, not to embarrass her. And that's when Scripture tells us that an angel from God appeared to Joseph and said, the child that Mary is carrying is from God. And you are to take her home as your wife. And we find that Joseph does that immediately. Takes Mary home as his wife. This couple had no opportunity for a honeymoon they had no opportunity to just spend time, the two of them, after they were married. From the beginning, a child was a part of the picture and a part of their family. And I can only imagine the thoughts that Joseph had. 
as he thought that he was supposed to take care of the Son of God. He had plenty of things to think about. But the night that Mary gave birth, Joseph heard those words, it's a boy. And I can only again imagine the thoughts that went through his head. The things that Joseph was going to be able to teach his son. How to play and throw a ball and to catch it. How to run in a race with others who were his age. And maybe his son, maybe his son would be a carpenter like Joseph was. If that was the case, Joseph would teach him the tricks of the trade. Joseph would teach him the skills that he learned. Joseph would show him how to do things and they could work side by side. And I think that would have given Joseph great joy. But Joseph, his greatest gift of all, was simply that he had faith. Faith in the promises of God. And he would do whatever he could to help raise God's child in the way that God would ask. Another who was at the manger was Mary. Luke tells us a lot about Mary and his gospel. When the angel first visited Mary in Luke chapter 1, the angel said, Greetings, you who are highly favored by God. Scripture tells us that Mary was troubled with these words and she wondered what they meant. This word to wonder literally means to ponder, to think about, to examine, to explore, to try to figure out what do, they mean, what do these words mean. But again, Mary, as thoughtful as she was, had a faithful response as she looked to God and trusted in Him. I think one of the greatest things that Mary did was that she gave us an understanding of what it means to fully surrender your life to God. That's what God asks of each of us as His children, right? To fully surrender our life to Him. And if we ask the question, what does that mean? I think there's a couple of questions that we can ask ourselves to see if we have fully surrendered our life to God. The first question is, are you willing to do everything that God's Word asks you to do? Whether you like it or not. Are you willing to do everything God's Word asks you to do whether you like it or not. That can be a difficult thing. Another question that we can ask of ourselves is, are you willing to trust in God no matter where your life leads you? Life can lead us down roads that we would never imagined we would go. Places we never imagined God would take us. Life sometimes can be difficult. Sometimes we like to think that if we have a good and right relationship with God, everything will go well and our life will be filled with happiness and peace, right? 
But the Bible tells us differently. The Bible reminds us that our life will often be filled with trouble and hardships and suffering and things we never could have imagined would happen. And yet in the midst of those difficulties, again we look at Mary and think she never would have imagined where her life would take her, where she would see her son falsely accused and beaten and crucified and put to death. Something that Mary would have never imagined. Who else was around the manger? The shepherds. People who didn't have a high social standing, people who were not educated people, most often who were despised by the rest of society. But they acted in a way in which we can stand up and applaud what they did. What did they do? First of all, they listened to the message that the angels gave them. I don't know about you, but there's sometimes I struggle with listening. All you have to do is ask my wife, okay? She can ask me, she'll be in the kitchen, ask me to do something, I'll be watching the football game. And about two minutes later, I'll think, now what did she ask me to do? And I'll have to go back and ask her again. We don't always listen well. But the angels listened to every word that was spoken. And second of all, they overcame their fear. The fear of seeing the angel, the fear of listening to what they said and going to find that child that had just been born. And third, then they began to share with everyone what they had seen and heard because it was exactly the way that the angels had told them it would be. And I don't think that the angels just told the story once or twice. I don't know if a day went by when they thought to themselves, I need to tell someone else. Do you remember that night we were gathered there out in the fields and the glory of God shone around us and we were shaking in our boots, in our sandals. And we went to see the child that was been born and God has given us the promise that He would bring peace and goodwill to all people. It was the message that they shared for the rest of their life. So we think about those who were gathered around the manger, I think we would be foolish to miss the one who was in the manger. God's own Son. Some people think that the greatest miracle that Jesus did took place when he rose from the dead. But I would suggest that just as great was the fact that Jesus was born as a human being. God born in human flesh. The one who spoke words and the world was created was now an infant child who couldn't utter a word. We think about that incarnation of Jesus. It was a history 
altering event. It was a a life-transforming event. We think about it as we the people of God and it changes everything about how we see the world. Knowing that God has been born to live and dwell among us. And that's what Jesus did. That's why we call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's interesting that when Jesus called his apostles and appointed them to be apostles, and which means followers, people who were sent, in Mark's gospel it says this, when Jesus appointed them, he did so that they could be with him. That they could be with him. The disciples needed to be with Jesus in the same way that we need to be with Jesus. They needed to hear what Jesus had to say. They needed to be able to talk to Jesus on a daily basis. They needed to hear the words of comfort, the words of encouragement that Jesus would give when life became difficult. And we need those same things today. We need to know that Jesus is with us to talk to Him in prayer. We need to hear His words of instruction. The love that He's given to us. His life sacrificed for us. So that our sins would be washed away. And that's why Jesus came into the world. To bring sinful human beings in the presence of God. So tonight, as Mary and Joseph and the shepherds gather round the manger, we gather round with them to remember that God is with us. To remember that we can talk to Him each and every day about anything on our heart and mind to remind us that our sins are forgiven and to hear those words of encouragement as we go out into the world to love and serve those around us. And so we gather around the manger with our Lord and our God to rejoice and celebrate that Christ is born and He will one day return to take us to our eternal glory. And to that all God's people can say, Amen. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.